Welcome to this week's episode of the Toffee Blues Opposition View. As always, I'm Max, and coming up this weekend for the Blues, we're up against the side that are level on points with us, but just ahead on goal difference. That, of course, is the recently promoted outfit, Brighton and Hove Albion. I got the chance to sit down and talk to A.D. Packham of Albion Raw Radio, which is the Brighton radio show, just to talk about Brighton's recent good form and what he expects for the rest of the season. We're now joined by A.D. Packham of the Albion Raw, which is a Brighton and Hove Albion radio show. And um, A.D., if, if my re- research served me correctly, this is uh, Brighton's first appearance at Goodison in 36 years. Yes, it's 1983. When, when we got promoted last year, um, a lot of our support, the Everton game is the one we're really, really, really looking forward to because like, we haven't played you since we were in, in the top flight last time. Mm. Um, just, just, just to start off, uh, your, your current unbeaten streak that you're on is um, it's impressive to, to say the least, particularly for a side that's just been promoted from the from the championship. The, um, the last time you've got beat was the 10th of January, which is a four nil loss against Chelsea. But the yeah, seven even that, that scoreline flattered Chelsea mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, we gave them the two goal head start, and which you can never do to top the side like Chelsea, but. Um, we had two Stonewall penalties, which we should have been given, um, which weren't. Um, and we could have gone into two at half time. It would be a completely different game. And, and in that game, we tried a new formation. We tried playing three at the back. And uh, and for the most part, it actually worked. But um, the scoreline says completely different. And even on that sort of day, they said, this wasn't a 4-0 game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're looking good at that. Yeah, but since then you've certainly responded well. Seven games unbeaten. Um, I've got a one nil win against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, a one one draw away at Southampton, beat West Ham three one, a one one draw against Stoke, with which had a late penalty drama, um, which you saved. Again in that game, it was um, we should have been two three nil up by time, but they they got the equaliser. So it was it was a case of. We know that in this league you've got to take your, take your chances to be successful, and that was a, a case in point. And uh, but yeah, it was a great save from Matty Ryan at the end, and that one to uh, get to give us at least a point. Yeah, just to round off the the, the streak: a three-one win against Coventry, a four-one win against Swansea, and the latest win, which is uh, if, if I'm correct, a, a big win in the club's history: that two-one win against Arsenal. Uh, it's nowhere near the biggest win in our history. That happened in in 1997 at um, Street in Hereford, which is which basically meant pretty much our survival. Um, with 20 years ago, we very nearly went out of business. So I mean, we look at that game as the most important yeah. in our history, and everything else is just icing on the cake these days. Because you know we had to, we very nearly didn't have a club at all. And we offer solidarity to those other clubs that are struggling now, the likes of Blackpool and Hull, uh, Coventry, who who have, for want of a better phrase, bad ownership. I mean, you can you've got you've got the likes of Arsenal whinging about the fact that oh that Wenger, about Wenger's still there, but you know 
you're sick in the league and, 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 you know, you're playing at AC Milan today. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a do-or-die situation and, you know, they, they need to take a bit of a reality check, I think. Yeah, uh, by that, mate, I meant no disrespect to Brighton. I just meant in terms of Premier League. I know you've had a lot of trouble with boards in the past and uh, there have been several relocations of the club. But in terms of Premier League, results, that was... Um, very impressive, and uh, this Premier League I mean, season, season yeah, sure. yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. Um, uh, we wanted, to, we knew that in order to survive in this league, we're going to have to beat one of the top six clubs, um, and uh, you know, Arsenal are. If it, it's not the Arsenal of Henri and Petit and Vieira, obviously, but um, the history books will still say that we beat Arsenal two one, and and again, the scoreline flattered Arsenal a little bit because we could have. Uh, um, taking our chances, we would have been three or four up. Yeah, definitely, and that that performance was was certainly impressive. Um, in terms of league position, you you level on points with Everton, but a head on goal difference. So, and, and mm-hmm. certainly, I think co- coming into this game, you know, we're coming off the back of t- two straight losses. The confidence is low. The set the confidence will certainly be, certainly be high. At Brighton, how have you found this Premier League season? I know you said there that you felt it was a necessity to be, beat a top six team, but I've, I've been particularly impressed with how you've played. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, the style's kind of evolved throughout the season, and we have noticed that um, the speed of our play has is, is, is increased dramatically over the last few weeks, and um, the kind of metronome for that has been Jose Esquerdo, who's a uh, Colombian um, who we signed, uh, well, it was our club record signing from uh, Bruges back in um, the end of the window. And, uh, you know, it, it took him a while to settle in, but now he's 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 one of the first names on the tee sheet. And, you know, he, his speed of thought and speed of play um, helps us play through those phases a lot quicker. But um, Chris Hewton's a, a, a fantastic manager. I mean, he's... He sets the moral compass for the for the uh, for the whole club. Really, no one gets too up, no one gets too down. It's um, we know that we weren't expected to do well. Anything anything above seventeenth is going to be a bonus for us this season and, and gives us something to build on going forwards. But um, yeah, it's we we are looking okay, but uh, we do tend to be a little bit more timid on the road. Yeah, you, you, you've just mentioned there, and I was, I was going to bring him up, Chris Hewton, since, since coming into the club at, since 2014, he's, a, he's had a great impact on your style of play and how how the team's really progressed. Can, can you touch on the, the impact that he's had since coming in? Um, he's just very, very calm. Um, like I said, he, no, he won't let if anyone get too too high after a victory, he won't let anyone get too low after a defeat. It's... Um, you know, we the fact that he managed to keep us afloat after missing out on promotion uh, by goal difference uh, two years ago, and then getting us up again last year, we were disappointed not to not to finish your job and, and to end up with our hands on the trophy. But um, Chris is, I, we're we're very very surprised that I mean, when there's been managerial vacancies in in the Premier League this season with the likes of yourselves and. Um, and uh, West Brom, that Chris hasn't actually been mentioned in any dispatches at all, mm. and, uh, because he, he's. I, I think that's maybe because they know that they, they've got no chance of surprising away from Brighton. I mean, unless 
a, a team like Spurs or Arsenal or came knocking. I, I, I think Chris could be here for a very long time. Yeah, then uh, you touched on it there. You you expected to finish around, you know, the, not much was expected to say. And, and so I just because obviously Everton and Brighton are, are in similar situations at the minute. Do you, as a as a Brighton supporter, do you find yourselves looking up or looking down? Um, I tend to keep my eyes closed, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's uh, I think we've. We've got to keep looking down. We're not. We know we're not safe yet, and um, we've got that burning smell from down up the road underneath us. So we've got to be. We're very wary of them, and we've got to go up there in a couple of weeks. As it, well, in the middle of April as well. So um, we have. We we know the job is not done, um, and we will not be putting our flip flops on at any particular moment in time. Just like living on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, in terms of key players, and there's quite a. I mean, I know he's had numerous spells at the club, but um, Glenn Murray's having a particularly good season. Um, I've got here; he's scored. Yeah, can't quite work out what what's going on at the moment because they're talking about calling him up for England. Mm. At the moment. It's like really. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Glenn's great. I mean, he's 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 been with us for a while. Uh, you, you know, sometimes you have a player that just fits a certain club mm. and uh, he's you know through through both spells at the club I mean the fact that he he went to Crystal Palace has left a bitter taste in quite a lot of our supporters mouths because we really don't like them mm. um, and and the fact that he was successful there as well kind of it was a massive mistake by uh, Gus Poyer to actually let him go at the time because he was. The best. He, he. We knew that we were guaranteed goals with him, and the, ironically, the player we signed to replace him in Craig McHale Smith would have been the perfect force to play alongside Glenn in that particular team. So, yeah, but I mean, he's 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 proving a lot of his doubters wrong. Um, a lot of people uh, in the mainstream media and, and various other uh, podcasts, etc., have said that, um, that they didn't think that they see Glenn as, as a Championship striker, but you know he, he's 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 scoring every game, and the fact that we've signed two strikers in in, in the January window in Yerb and Acadia and and Leo Ajoa basically is 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 voiding. They can't get the shirt off him, and the, and Glenn knows that the only way he's going to stay in the side is by scoring goals, mm. and, and that's exactly all he's done. Yeah, obviously he will be the um, the primary threat, shall we say, to a, 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 an Everton defence that's low on confidence. Uh, are there any other players in particular that you think can cause damage to Everton? Um, it's a, it's very much a case of we don't know what uh, we're what we're going to be playing. I mean, I, I suspect we'll be unchanged for uh, the fourth game in a row. Um, so that we'll see um, Esquerdo playing. And we've got uh, Anthony Knockhart, who seems to be finding his mojo again after um, a very, very slow season. Um, I, me- I mentioned Jose Square, though. He's fantastic. Of course, we've got um, Shane Duffy, <laughs> who, uh, who you guys will know <coughs> about. Uh, Lewis Dunk, again, another player who's been tipped to possibly go to the World Cup. Mm. Um, he's, he's now a minus three own goal sort of season after putting one on the right goal at the weekend. Um, but you know what? Lewis is just um, a fantastic footballer, um, and he's a, he's a player that we rate very very highly, and we could see going fitting into somewhere like Man City or Arsenal or 
one of one of the top stars because he's very calm. He just gets it. the reason he scores so many goals is because he's not scared to put his body where where the boots are, and they've all been deflections pretty much trying to get trying to get his body in the way of the ball. But it's uh, we know it's going to be a very very tight game on Saturday. We're we're prepared for that, and, and I think it could be a case of uh, one goal wins it. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's we've got we've got the we've got the uh, solidity with the two central defenders. Um, we've we've got uh, a, a midfield two who played every single game this season in, in Davy Bertha and Dale Stevens. Um, in fact, we looked at uh, the player you signing Davy Clarkson uh, from Holland in, in the summer for a lot more money than uh, than Prepa. And Prepa is the one that's uh, playing for, for the Dutch side now. Mm. Ironically, I'm under Koeman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then you mentioned there that the, the solidity that you've got in 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 that centre back partnership of Lewis Dunk and, and Shane Duffy. Obviously, um, the Everton connection is there with Shane Duffy. Um, obviously, he, from an Evertonian perspective, he never really got given a fair go at Everton. Um, wasn't given a run of games in the first team. Ended up go, ended up going out to Blackburn, and uh, of course found his way to to Brighton. Can you can you? Um, just um, just describe what his past been like at Brighton and how impressed you've been with him. Well, he had a way of Fiat five hundred for a start. Mm. Um, he's 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 a he's a head it and boot it sort of player, as you probably know. Um, he is very very strong. Uh, we had we have had various question marks over part a part of his play. He had a, had a dip in form recently. Um, we've got a player waiting in the wings in Connor Goldson, who is as good, if not better. Um, and uh, he's had to rise to, the, to, to, to that challenge because Connor is a fantastic player. And I don't, I don't know if you know anything about Connor, but um, he's the player that had uh, we, we found had a heart defect and had to have life-saving surgery um, last year. And, and he actually the game against Coventry marked a year since the operation, and he, which he marked with a goal. Um, but yeah, no, Shane is he's he's a he's an uncomplicated player, and he, and he's learning to make those booming passes that Lewis Dunk can make. Um, you know, again, it, we we look at our team, and using the Arsenal game as as a yardstick last last week, we look at their team. Is there any player out of that Arsenal team that we would swap at the moment? Probably not. Now, uh, ju- just on that note, and then to, to make it Everton related, just to just to close this show, is was there is there anyone particular from the Everton side that you think could could fit into the Brighton side? Um, well, I, I forgot to I, I forgot to mention Pascal Gross actually. Yeah, I mean, he's um, uh, he's the assist master. He's yeah. the one that everyone should be having in their dream teams as well. Uh, he's, he's the one that's putting the ball on the plate for, for Glenn Murray. In fact, Glenn Murray uh, made in an interview this week said. Uh, um, what do you attribute all your, go- all your goals to this season? And he said, Pascal Gross. Mm. Uh, um, uh, he's a, a player that we got under, from underneath the radar. And we, I, I had a, a quick nose through, through the Everton squad earlier on today. Um, there's, I mean, you've got um, Gilfie is a tremendous player who, uh, who you've certainly not seen the best of yet. Mm. Uh, and we look at the, the, the millions that you, you, you spent, you laid out in, in the summer. And you seem to buy a lot of exactly the same sort of player, and yeah. not exactly what you needed. Now I've been impressed that you've uh, you managed to tempt uh, Theo Walcott to Goodison. I think um, he is a player that 
he's, he's one of those box office players. He's the he's sort of player that you go to see and gets people off their seats, isn't yeah. he? But um, it, it's been, I think it, it's a, a stagnated season for Everton. I, I, I think there was a lot of excitement going into this season with you being in Europe, yeah. a decent um, end of the season last year, um, spending a lot of money, bringing in the likes of Gilfie. Um I'm guessing you you guys aren't too keen on Allardyce at the moment. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> but, um, what do, do, you, do you? How do you see your season going now? Because I mean, do you think Sam will go before the end of the season? Do you think he'll go at the end of the season? No, I I don't think he's going to go before the end of the season. My personal opinion, I think when he came, when he was brought in, it, we hit the panic button far too early, and his his instructions were to keep us up because it was looking like you know we were going to be relegation candidates and. I know uh, that when you came to the Amex, actually, I mean, we we were disappointed not to get um, get the three points, and it was only a late penalty from from Rooney that um, that was like a rescue a point in that game. Yeah, so this this season has been a extremely underwhelming and, and certainly worrying at times for Everton. Um, but I, I feel like Sam will, will will leave at the end of this season, and hopefully, we'll get a younger, more progressive manager in for next season, really. Yeah. But, um, well, the, the is available. <laughs> um, well, just just to end the show, mate. Um, you, you mentioned Pascal Gross there, and I think he's a terrific German yeah. player. And I think he can definitely cause Everton problems, particularly with the back line being low on confidence. That being said, what do you think the game's going to go like, and what's your final prediction? Um, I think it's going to be tight. Um, I've been having a, 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 a cheeky quid here and there this season on us to win 1 0 and Shane Duffy to score, and I've been getting odds of 7 8 1 on it. Mm, that would, um, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'd like I'd like, I'd like just to, to see an Albion 1 0 win with Shane Duffy to score, I think. Mm. It, it really wouldn't surprise Evertonians the way. Um... Actually, we, when we played Blackburn, uh, we went up there and uh, he scored up there. So yeah. he does like scoring against his old clubs. So I know. There's a place that could happen. Although I just jinxed it now. So <laughs> well, obviously, it'll be nil nil. Yeah, the demo, demo moments do happen to Everton. We have former players and one goal wonders scoring, scoring against us all the time. So, um, the, again, AD, mate, th- thanks for coming on. It was great to talk to you and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. So, that's it for this week's show. Thanks to AD again for coming on. It was great to listen to his thoughts on Brighton this season, as well as to converse a little bit about Everton. Um, just to him to give his views on Everton's season and how he thinks this Saturday's game will go. If you're enjoying the videos, make sure to like and comment and make sure you subscribe.